Konnichiwa. And how are y'all? I'm Leslie. And I'm Laurie. And welcome to Sumo, sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and this week we're going back to Eastern Europe. That's right. The Eastern Bloc. Yes. Or just that general area. Yeah. <laughs> why? Well, I'll tell you why. Well, I'm going to talk about Gagamaru today. And That's I right. want to talk about Gagamaru because we're going, hopefully, to meet him soon. And I want to tell you listeners who he is so that you can send us in questions to then ask of yes. Gagamaru. That's why. Yes, I'm pretty excited. So that is happening uh the Consulate's Cup in Austin on September 2nd, 3rd, that weekend, there's going to be a tournament. And so he's actually going to be here for the week prior to, and he's going to be doing some Keiko with uh, the Dallas uh, Sumo Club. So we've got all the info on him coming up soon. But first, let's do a newsflash. Well, chime those wedding bells. Guess who got married? Who? Oh, no show. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he got married to a girl from back home from Elmwari Prefecture. And this was like somebody he knew from his childhood. Aww. So maybe a childhood sweetheart. Or if they weren't sweethearts, then he never forgot about her. I love it. She will remain nameless and ageless. Yep. And okay. that's all I know. Yeah, she but doesn't want to be a celebrity. Exactly, that's fine. But he's excited and he's looking forward to making his, his way up the ranks and so he can take care of his family and, you know, all the things. But I always worry about the post-wedding bliss slump. Well, <laughs> you mean the one that Shima Naomi fell into this yes. last time? Yes. It doesn't I was like, happen for everyone that way, Let's though. just hope that was... A lot of love and so much to handle it. It just really messed with his training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're hoping for better results from Ono Show. Congratulations, Ono Show. I'm sure you're listening. All right. If you are tuning in to the World Wide Web, you have seen that after two years and eight months, the summer tour is officially back in action. And they are going everywhere and they've got masks on. They can't hold babies and they can't shake hands, but they are doing their best to make it just as exciting for everyone that's coming to watch. It's been a sold out event for like the first couple of days. I mean, people were so excited to see the summer tour come, mm -hmm. come through town. Now, what I like is that, I don't know if they've done this in the past, but because they can't do certain things like the baby holding crying deal that mm -hmm. they always do, they did a Q&A with kids, right? Well, yeah, kids were able to ask Wakataka Kage and Hokuto Fuji some questions. And I wanted to relay the questions to you all because they were just really fun. They are really adorable. They're adorable. And uh, this comes straight from Nikon Sports. So some kids asked, what is your hobby? Wakataka Kage said, I like to prepare fish. I'm sorry, but if that is your hobby. Yeah. He Waka says, I like to cut fish. I like to prepare fish. Okay. That's what he likes to do. Okay. I don't know. It's free time. That's just what he likes to do. Right. So just... maybe he's a fisherman. Perhaps. Yeah. Maybe he likes to just cook. Maybe he's maybe. just cooking for his family. Uh, we did. I think when we did a spotlight on him, he was like, he really loved the ocean. Yeah. And so maybe that comes from that love. Maybe. Yeah. Or he just likes to dissect things. Who knows? <laughs> they were asked what they like to do on their days off. And Hokuto Fuji said, I go to the park and play with my children. One of the kids said, I think sumo wrestlers have soft bodies, but can they do backbends? I think that's I know. what the translation Bridge, was. Right? Bridge, Yeah. And I loved this question. I did too. And Hokuto Fuji said, I used to be able to do it, but now I can't because my body has grown. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that's... 
<laughs> that's how most people are as they age. Yeah. They're like, I used to I, be able to do that, but I can't so much anymore. Right. I gave up those backbends years ago. How much do you eat every day? Wakataka Kake said, I usually have about five bowls, which I mean, of like, rice. it must be rice plus the other stuff. And I don't know how big those bowls are, but they got to be pretty big. Mm. What was your hobby when you were in elementary school? Wakataka Kage said, I like manga. And he's still reading it to this mm-hmm. day. Uh, Hokuto Fuji was asked, how do you wear your yukata? Like, basically asking, like, how do you do dress? Do you sleep in it? Well, Hokuto Fuji said, I usually sleep in t-shirts and shorts. Yeah. But then when I go out, I wear yukata and kimono, which was really adorable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were both asked, you know, why did they become a sumo wrestler? And Wakataka Kage basically said it was his family, you know, tradition and uh-huh. grandfather and father. And Hokuto Fuji said ever since he was a kid, he just had a big body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it just made sense. And the first time he tried it, uh, he lost a tournament. He lost big in that. Like, I think we've covered that before. He yep. he was like, I'm ne- never again, never again. That's always motivated him. So a few more other little questions, which are really cute. But if you all have a chance to read that, go ahead and read that. It was really sweet and fun answers to all those questions from the kiddos. I think what I learned is that our questions are exactly the same as <laughs> Japanese children's questions of sumo wrestlers. <laughs> it's true. Those are the Can exact... Can you still do backbend? <laughs> yeah. What do you like to do in your free time? And like, what do you wear to sleep? Yeah, those are exactly the things that I'm curious about. <laughs> Me too. That is all I've got. Sweet. Shall we jump to the Eastern Bloc? Let's do it. You may have seen him as a sideline judge. He's the tall, handsome guy that you're like, what? 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 He's huge. He's this big old guy. He's clearly from Europe somewhere. And you're like, what? Who is this guy? And so we're going to tell you a little bit about him. His name or his fighting ring name was Koto Oshu. He comes from Bulgaria, from a place that I clearly cannot pronounce. <laughs> I'll try. It's Zulnitsa Vilko Tarnovo province. Well done. <laughs> Thank that you. sounded like a challenge. <laughs> If anybody is listening, let me know how you would say that. I I just can't even imagine. But he's from Bulgaria. Also, another wrestler that we see up there wrestling today is Aoyama. He's also from Bulgaria. He was born in 1983. It's always shocking to find out how young they are compared to me. I'm like, I feel like he's my age. I know, but he's not. It seems like he should be 60. (laughs) Right? Because he's an elder. He's not. His name is, here we go again. This one I should do better. Kaloyan Stefanov Malyanov. Okay. Yeah. And otherwise now known as Naruto Oyakata. He also is known by Karyon Ando. So he took his wife's last name in retirement. Or you know how they all take Carry a Japanese... Ando? Yeah. Ando is her last name. Oh, that sounds like a Star Wars name, doesn't it? It does. Karyon Ando. Karyon Ando. Of the star... Yeah. Here is your lightsaber, Karyon Ando. That is so true. <laughs> that is such a good Star Wars name. <laughs> anyway, you know when you have to become a Japanese citizen, you got to take a name that's not yeah. your... Bulgarian name. Yeah. So that's the name. He was like, that sounds like a good last name. My wife's last name. So that... many of them take their wives. Last yeah, name. I like that tradition. Yeah. That's kind of fun, right? Yeah. Shaking it up, Japan. Anyway, he 
was clearly a European-born sumo wrestler, and he is the very first one to actually own a stable. Wait, so he no, was sorry. the first foreigner ever? No, okay. no, no, no. First European-born wrestler. Got it, got it. To own and run his that own stable. That makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And he, when he was wrestling, wrestled at Sadagotake and made it all the way to the Ozeki ranks. And he stayed for a long time, 47 bashos. Wow. To be exact. Wow. Pretty good for a foreigner. I mean. Pretty good for anyone. Well, yeah. It was like a stretch of like 11 years, right? Wow. That's fabulous. Like nuts. Yeah. He's huge. He's He's, six foot eight. Is he that tall? He is that tall. I did not know he was that tall. Wow. He's not huge. He's not like wide no. huge. No. But that's wow. Basketball player, very tall. Exactly. Big boy. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting. His background's interesting. Six, yeah. Eight. I'm Six, still eight. just like flabbergasted. I know. Okay. So as a child, Actually, all he wanted to do was be a soccer player or football for you Europeans listening. But unfortunately, he was relegated to like just the goalie box. They were like, yeah, put the biggest guy in the goalie box. He didn't want to be a goalie, but they were like, oh. kid, you can only be goalie. And it's true. When, we, when have you seen like an enormous forward? You know what I mean? Like well. you haven't seen like a six foot eight power forward in soccer. Wouldn't that be amazing? It would be. But I imagine he's just probably not as fast as the little guys. I'm still I'm still just I'm stuck on six eight because every time you look at his social media, I thought he was just hiring very short, tiny sumo wrestlers. And now I realize no, they're all just normal size and he's the gigantic one. Yes. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's a big guy. And he comes from a Greco-Roman wrestling tradition. Mm-hmm. So after soccer didn't really work out, I think his dad was like, kid, yeah, you're a little big. big. Let's let's find something let's else you can do. Sport. Yeah, you got a big body. Let's do something with it. Yeah. And he, he introduced him to Greco-Roman style wrestling. And there... He did very well. He won the European Junior Championship by the age of 14. Hmm. He was then accepted into the Bulgarian National Sports Academy. And he actually had hopes for the Olympics in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Anyway, that's a... Yeah, it's a long time ago, but not that long ago. But not that... Just a blink of an eye, I'm telling you. I know. Remember all that Y2K business? Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) That was 22 years ago. Oh, my God. Anyway, so... But around that time, even though he wanted, like, he was really good, he would be competing in the open weight division. And they got rid of the open weight division in in Greco-Roman wrestling. So maybe he was just too big. I don't understand the divisions. Are you saying he couldn't compete? Yeah. Basically, he had been competing in the open weight division. Obviously, he's not going to be in the lightweight, the medium weight. And I would think think he would fit in the, the... epic high big weight <laughs> tall weight tall weight division yeah. but i don't know it just said that on wikipedia that he couldn't compete oh uh, maybe he didn't want to compete in the heavyweight he well, thought maybe you know he i'm a tall skinny guy well he is that that is true maybe that's what it is yeah is that like that's where he was going to excel and then he couldn't put on weight like the other guys maybe hmm. maybe did after that though he realized or his dad or somebody realized hey you might be cut out for this sport called sumo Mm-hmm. And let's look into that. And he actually did really well at that, too. He he won the German Sumo Championship. He won the European Sumo Championship, individual third place, and he won the team title. And it was at, I think, one of those tournaments. He was scouted by the Tokoyama of the former Tokoyama of the Sadagotake stable. And then mm-hmm. that guy tipped off somebody else to be like, hey, there's this real big kid. 
here in mm-hmm. Bulgaria. And y'all should come and look at him because uh, he's pretty good. And so he was invited to go over and I think train for this summer. Get this. This is the most amazing part of his whole story. Yeah. They invited him to come over and train for like summer break at the Sadagotake uh, stable. But when he got over there. And he's how old? Uh, I have no idea. That's something I didn't, I didn't find. When he was practicing there, uh, the, the stable owner, I guess, the Oyakata, confiscated his passport. <laughs> and he was not allowed to return home. Sneaky. He was the victim of sumo trafficking. <laughs> or at least that's what he thought. And who knows what was agreed upon between his parents oh or whatever. But he was told that he would not be able to return home until he became sekitori. <laughs> That's nuts. That is really nuts. And then the Japanese uh, Wikipedia was like, and this is true, (laughs) was the translation after it. I was like, this has got to be a joke. Really? They kidnapped the kid? Oh, my God. But I found out. He must have been slightly in on it. Or he must just somebody agreed to it. And he was like, now, I'm sorry, I'm over here. Now, what happened? You know? So apparently, though, some of these stables and their traditions are pretty brutal. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the history in this particular stable. When he got there, he said that he wasn't familiar with Chonkonabe, obviously, but he was so low on the in the pecking order there. Obviously, he was given the leftovers, but some of the leftovers after dinner, what, there, some days there wouldn't even be rice leftover. Mm-hmm. Some days there would be a little bit of white rice, but nothing else with it. Cold white rice. And so... He didn't even like white rice. So his beginnings, he was really motivated or motivated by the, I guess, the brutality of that system, you know, and he had practically nothing to eat. This was maybe like a starving technique that this stable kind of used, not starvation, but as a motivator, which is Especially your, cruel. Steal your cruel. passport and, and not feed you. Not feed you. And say you better get better. Yeah. Ugh. I think it's extremely cruel, but it worked. He was known as though, like, he being his height, that was a major advantage, right? Like, Akebono was 6'8", but nobody else was really as big as this kid. He was yeah. huge. But he was really good when he was wrestling with belt moves, mm-hmm. and he had crazy long arms. And he he was also, he used mostly Yorikiri and Uwatanage. So he never really could put on a ton of weight. You know, mm-hmm. he did bulk out. Like you can see pictures where he's a little bit bulkier, but he really maintained somewhat of a trim uh, frame for most of his career. Mm-hmm. When he started in sumo, he breezed through the ranks with very few losses. And I think that's probably the motivator from the the brutality of the, the stable system. Mm-hmm. He made it to Jirio. He started in 2002. He made it to Jirio in eight tournaments. He's like Tochin Ocean in yeah. that way. I yeah. mean, just breeze your way on up. Yeah. He only had like three losses. And he even had a couple of nasty injuries. I think he had a dislocated knee or something. He was basically hobbling with crutches or a cast and then took him out of it and he competed for a tournament. Like he was able to push through insane injury to make his way up 
in the rankings. He spent two tournaments in Jurio and was quickly promoted to Makauchi. Another two tournaments from there, he was Komusubi. And in 2005, he got a special prize. So all in all, another kind of meteoric rise to the top. One of his major foes was Asashoryu. So they had a really huge rivalry for Everyone. all of those. Every, well, that's, that is true. <laughs> Everyone's rival was Asashoryu. Yeah. They both inspired each other, and they were both really difficult people for each other to fight. Hmm. He made it up to Ozeki in 2006, and that began a reign of 11 years as an Ozeki. Wow. Yeah. I did not know he was there for so long. Yeah, nor did I. I thought five, six years, you know? And I looked at his record, and he didn't have that many Kotoban either. Hmm. Like, he really did always turn in a 10-5, 11-5. If he had a bad tournament, it would be an 8-7. But there were a couple in there that he was caught upon, but it was due to injury. Wow. So he really represented it as an Ozeki and gave everybody the 10 wins that they expected from hmm. him. What is interesting is there is a little bit of hubbub about match fixing. Now, that I think that whole thing went down in 2011. They took a tournament off with a whole bunch of match fixing. And yeah, he was haven't... accused of, of that by Wakanoho, I think was his name. But those... Statements were later retracted, which means it was probably true. But the guy that spilled the tea got a lot of hell on the other side. So he retracted his statements, you know. So there's another thing to consider. I think with any of these older records, if you're close to Kataban and you're injured or whatever, you know, throw a match. He, This Wakanoho guy said he got paid to lose you know, against him. So that's kind of interesting just to think about somebody's record. I'm like, well, was it, I guess everybody may have been match fixing back back then. That's how they did it. So anyway, he said though, as an Ozeki, he really struggled. Even though you, he has a super long reign of being an Ozeki, he really struggled mentally and physically with the pressure for him was just really, really tough. But even though the pressure was tough. He still performed. He still would beat Hakaho. He could still beat Harama Fuji. He did beat both of them to win a tournament. He has one tournament at Makauchi, and then he has two outstanding performances, three fighting spirits, and a Jurio championship, a Makushida, a Jonokuchi tournament win. So he did really well. And at the end of those 11 years, he actually fell out of rank. And that was kind of the end and he was about to regain his status mm. of being Ozeki again and guess who spoiled that for him who Endo Endo really yeah Endo oh ruined his just I can see the tongue waggle right now after yep. he did it he did it and then the next tournament he went one and nine and it may have been an injury as well yeah but the next tournament he was like well I fell out of Ozeki I almost had it last tournament I have oh. a one and nine record I'm going to go out. And so he retired. He went out on top, which a lot of wrestlers don't do. Like we're watching other wrestlers take the money and stay within Jurio or Makauchi lower ranks. But he went out on the top. So. Endo. Endo. I know. (laughs) So he went in 2015. He started as a coach at Sada Kotake. And then he created his own stable once it was available. And that is the Naruto stable. So at some point in there, he became a Japanese citizen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't unless you, you know, you have to become a Japanese right. citizen to be able to run a stable. And he married a good Japanese girl. Yes. You want to hear some fun facts? Yes, please. Uh, I love this one because he hates it. But Konishiki 
coined the phrase Sumo's David Beckham. So he, uh, which he hates, right? But that he that is how he's known Somehow as Sumo's can, David Beckham due see, to his good looks. I can see Kanishki just saying that over and over and <laughs> over again, right to his face. And saying, he what loves are you to do troll. He does. He really does. He does. Um, you may see him as a sideline judge. He just became a sideline judge this past March. His favorite hobby is golf. His favorite color is blue. And he loves ramen. He never really, actually, that's, he had a few major things he kind of refused and hated to eat. And rice was probably one of them. And I'd like to think it's because the beginning of his career in Japan, all he could eat was like just rice, just whatever old rice was left over. Watered down rice. Yeah. So he turned away from rice and got into ramen. But now he says, he can eat it all. He's gotten back on the food train. And maybe we can attribute that to his wife and being like, it's not all that bad. It's not all that bad. He is involved in a lot of volunteer activities. He's really philanthropic and with his time and his energy. And and I like that. So, oh, he said about drinking, there's this Balkan high proof fruit fermented spirit called Rakia. Yeah. And he likes to drink that. He says it's it's enough to make you feel a little better, but he prefers actually whiskey mixed with water. And that feels like drinking water to him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. And he loves yogurt. Yogurt. <laughs> he loves yogurt. He could eat like tubs and tubs of yogurt. So, oh, my God. That is what I've got on Koto Oshu. Sumo's David Beckham, <laughs> shimpan of all shimpans. And uh, yeah, I, I was so Naruto hoping. Naruto Oyakata. I was so hoping you were going to say he married another Spice Girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe she's a Japanese Spice Girl. Maybe I didn't do is. any research on her. I don't know what she's all about, but. <laughs> well, he certainly does a great time. He does a great job with his uh, recruits at the stable, or he seems to. He seems to treat them all very well. Doesn't he have, like, the new huge kid, like the Oshoma is his name? I actually I think don't know. He has one of these big new kids that's kind of skyrocketing up, and he's from... Is that the kid with it, the great no, Mongolian. Smile? I think he's Mongolian. Oh. He may be his only foreign wrestler, but he's currently just like crushing it in the ranks the kid with a great smile that kid well yeah i think so i think so i I don't know all i notice is there's lots of birthdays that they celebrate and they're always sharing pictures of the birthday boy and his cake and i love it and i don't know if it's all for show but he does seem to have the newer attitude about training now i'm not going to say that i'm sure his training is brutal and hard as well because that's how you get to be good in this brutal tough sport but he does seem to well at least through social media make me believe that he's a different kind of oyakata Mm -hmm. than the old school he's the new guard that says like we can still get there but we're not gonna do it in the old way let's celebrate birthdays let's make these kids feel like they're at home Mm -hmm. and giving them a family in that way and i watched a couple of videos of him leading uh keiko yeah that's what i was just gonna say he's still in the ring yeah he's He's still training with them he suits up and he yep yep and all of his injuries have now been either healed or he's he's got movement in his body and his injuries have kind of fallen away so he really can practice with these guys and make them top-notch wrestlers. So you're starting to see some some kids come along who are really good. He's got a good little good little stable of a smaller stable of wrestlers cool. that he's doing good stuff with. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you. It's nice to learn a little bit more about who that guy is. Yeah. And just how tall he is. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm jumping to Gagamaru. And truly, this is a guy we can ask questions of soon, which is really exciting. Yes. So we need to know a little bit more about who he is and when he was there so that we know what questions to ask. Okay. And I'm using the royal we because I do want y'all's help. Right? Send us a question if you have one for this man and we will ask him. Okay. First of all, I want to say three wrestlers from Georgia Mm -hmm. have reached the top division of sumo. Okay. There's a fourth wrestler from Georgia that was in pro sumo, but he left before all the rest and never made it to the top division. Okay. Okay. There's Tochin Ocean. Okay. There's Gagamaru. And there's another guy named Kokai Futoshi and his younger brother. His younger brother is the one that left. Okay. That would have been me. You would have stayed. I would have been like, this is too hard. (laughs) Peace out. I am out of here. I'm gone. First of all, side note, Kokai, I didn't know anything about this guy, so I looked him up, and he looks like every guy in church in Texas. Like, I looked him up, and I was like... Belt buckle? (laughs) Yeah. He just, for some reason, I looked at him, I was like, that is a Texan church-going guy. That is what they all look like. Just dark hair. Khakis? Yeah, he was just sort of wearing (laughs) the general church going button-down shirt. And he just (laughs) looks like a big, fun, hefty dude, right? Okay, got it. Side note. Great. (laughs) Just what I noticed. Okay, Gagamaru. I'm not even going to try for his real name. (laughs) I could not say it if I tried. Okay? Let's just go with Gagamaru. Got it. He I mean, may... I still struggled with Karayan Ando. Ka- Karayan Ando. You want me to try? Yeah. Tr- I mean, Koto Ushu's name is sometimes Kaloyan or Karoyan. So I think it's a little, you could fudge it either way and people would be like, I appreciate the effort. Okay, here's a fudged version <laughs> of Gagamaru's real name. Maybe the first question could we ask him. be worse than the hometown of uh, Koto Oh, Ushu. no. Oh, it could be. Maybe the first question we <laughs> should ask him is, is how, do, how do we say your real name? How do we say <laughs> Teamora's Jujeli? Jujeli? <laughs> Teomora's Jujeli? I don't know. Or it might be Gugheli? 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 I don't know. I, I have no idea how to say it. Okay? That's why I'm going with Gagamaru. Well, and you're also like putting an accent on it too. You're like, Gugheli? Teomora's Gugheli. I know. I'm putting like a fake Italian accent on it, which is not Georgian in any way, shape, or form. Sorry. I just want to say also before I jump into this, mm-hmm. when I was researching this, he has almost the exact same story as Tochin Ocean. And they came up together at the same time. He is so similar to Tochin Ocean. It is really wild. Both born in the same year, 1987. Both trained in judo and sambo. Both came to the World Junior Sumo Championships in Osaka in 2005. As a member of the team, they placed second place together. Gagamaru placed third individually, but Unlike Tochin Ocean, who went back home to Georgia after that event, mm-hmm. he stayed in Japan oh. and went to the Kisei stable. Oh. That's where they diverge. But before then, they same must... Same story. Yeah, same story. They, they related. Must, yeah, they must have known each other. They <laughs> must have been training together. Surely. Oh, 100%. I don't know. Or if maybe on the same team. Or maybe yeah. they met on the team when they went to the event. I don't know what it is. They got a history. But They're yeah, bros. they share a lot. They share a lot. Okay, like I started to wonder, did Wikipedia get their stories mixed up? Because these seem exactly the same. It's really strange. Okay, but once he came to Japan and decided, okay, this is it. 
He made his professional debut in November of 2005. It took him four years to reach Jurio Division in 2009 and roughly a half a year to reach Makauchi in July 2010. Originally, he was in the Kisei stable, but there, he briefly competed for the Kitanoumi stable before oh. moving back to the Kisei stable after it was reestablished. So oh. it was like the stable, uh, something happened and it closed. He went right. to another stable and then went back after it was reestablished. So Got he's it. one of the few that has been in two different stables. Interesting. His highest rank was Komosubi. He won two special prizes for Fighting Spirit, and he was a runner-up in one top division tournament. That's sort of like the overall that you need to know about Gagamaru. He spent, once he got to that top division, he spent a good decade in Makauchi and Jurio. Wow. He was one of the heaviest men in sumo. And then after injury and missing nearly all of 2020 because of injury, falling in the rank, he announced his retirement just this year. Yeah. Is he tall like Tochinoshin, like 6'2", six, 6'4"? Six, I didn't even look that up. Will you look it up? Yeah. See how tall he is? I'm going to give you, you know, some odd things that I found out about you know, his his time here in sumo. But in, in terms of how he performed, you need to know that 2010 through 2014, he was a Maegashira regular. He bounced all around the Maegashira ranks, but he stayed in that top division from 2010 to 2014. He was six foot one and he weighed 440 pounds. Yeah, he's a big guy. 440. I didn't know yeah. he was that big. Truly one of the For heaviest. Six yeah. I mean, I, I get that he's, yeah, clearly the heaviest at six one. I would think he would be taller, but he was actually shorter. Yeah, he was not that tall, I guess. much, much wider. Yeah. He wow. was a big, big, big wide Big guy. Georgian kid. Yeah. <laughs> he got that runner-up position. He actually tied with Hakaho in a runner-up position in 2012. That was the same year he got his Komosubi. That was his highest record. From after 2014 to 2017, he bounced between Maegashira and Jurio. 2017 through 19, he was pretty much in Jurio. And in 2020, that's when his injuries started to really catch up with him. Yeah. And he retired. Well, he the was, heavier guys, it just happens to more than the skinnier guys, I'd I like to think. I don't know. Injuries happen Actually, to no, the Actually, no, that's ball. not true. Yeah. Yeah. You could. Yeah, I mean, even as a slender guy, you end up like with. Ishiura, neck injury. All of, them. All yeah. of them. Yeah. He was a pusher thruster mm -hmm. in his day. I mean, he used his size to his advantage. He was he was involved in or around a couple of scandals. We know Sumo loves its scandals. So I need to tell you about Gagamaru. When he went to that enlarged stable, the Kitanomi stable, yeah. that Oyakata there was involved in selling Sumo tickets to Yakuza members. Right. Because of that... It was not Gagamaru's fault, but because of that, there was at least a tournament where he could not wrestle, right? The JSA... Well, I think that was the 2011 one, probably. The same one that... Uh, What's-his-bucket that I what's just his talked bucket? about. 
<laughs> what's his bucket was throwing matches uh, and Kotoshu. this guy but, was selling tickets to yakuza it was a bad year for sumo yeah bad I yeah think somebody we, was making bad life choices yeah that year. we need to go back and do some more research on the year 2010 We're, and 2011 yeah we'll, and we'll just call it what the hell happened yeah. in sumo the in 2011 wtf year yeah yeah we do so that was happening around him but the one that he was really involved in and this is so funny to read about this one funny odd not funny haha but funny odd he got into a fight with a fellow georgian wrestler the kokai guy the guy that looks like he could be at any church in texas Uh. he went to an indian restaurant with this guy and they got into a fight now according to the other guy the other guy said all i was trying to do was comfort gagamaru he was depressed because his father had died and i was just trying to help him out but somehow this other guy accidentally hit gagamaru's hand with his glass and then gagamaru stood up and an altercation happened and by the end they had <laughs> broken was- the glass there was door. chicken tikka masala everywhere. Yeah, they broke the glass door between the kitchen and the restaurant, and there was a big hole in the ceiling at the end. What? So I don't. It's what really difficult to imagine what exactly. I happened. mean, of all the questions I want to ask Agamaru, I would like <laughs> want to know about that. But that's like the one thing you can't ask about is like I know that one time you were in an Indian restaurant. I know, and to oh. make it worse. They were staying out late, and it was during a tournament. So the JSA got involved, and they reprimanded them both. Both he said, he said. Yes, exactly. So the wrestlers, they paid some sort of settlement to the restaurant, and it was all okay. Clearly, they had some doors to (laughs) Some doors and some ceilings to fix. And some ceilings. I mean... I mean, have you ever had that much of an altercation with someone where uh, you somehow made a hole in the ceiling? Well, how does that even I will happen? say that there are some pretty short ceilinged places there. Okay, uh, maybe that's it. Maybe but, they stood up too fast and their heads yeah, went to the but, ceiling. But I mean, he's six one, so he's not like <laughs> six eight. You know. <laughs> But uh, wow, that was a spicy night, you could say. Whatever happened that night was memorable. So he was involved in that scandal. Okay. Got it. A little bit more about him. While he was wrestling, his father did pass away early on involved in some sort of traffic accident. His mother was also very ill. And uh, at least in the videos, I saw several really great videos on him on YouTube. And in this one, he's talking with, um, gosh, it's Doreen. Yeah. And it's Hiro talking over... There's there's a Japanese woman that's there and is interviewing Gagamaru. And uh, they're talking about such interesting things. They talk about the fact that Gagamaru was sending three to four thousand dollars per month back for his mother's medical fees mm. and how much people really looked up to that and appreciated that yeah they talked about hero said one time he took Gagamaru out to eat and Gagamaru ate 13 bowls of ramen <laughs> or rice 13 <laughs> and he said i had to pay for all that <laughs> and Doreen, she talked about how Gagamaru and Tochin Ocean would sort of hang out in front of their stable and she would walk by and she would practice her Japanese with them. And they used to have all these wonderful conversations Aww. when they were low ranked yeah. wrestlers. So, yeah, it's they're really cute. I'll have to watch that. They're really, really we'll put cute. put that in our sources. Yeah, absolutely. 
As I said before, he retired this year, July 2022. He announced in his retirement ceremony that he had married a Japanese woman in her 30s, whom he had been dating since 2015. He also announced that he'd been losing weight, and he did say that he had lost 70 kilograms in a three-month span, which is a lot. Whoa. In 2021. Yeah. So he had dropped from 490 pounds at his heaviest to 290. Whoa. I mean, he is looking trim. I mean, that's 200 pounds. That's a whole person. Person. That's more than me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. One of my questions for him is how How did did you you do that? that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's gone through an enormous physical transformation. He also said at his retirement ceremony, and this is a quote, I would like to thank everyone who attended today's ceremony. This is a great honor for me. Obviously, parting with a usual hairstyle is regrettable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to lose the top knot. It is. He has no- He probably has phantom hair. Probably. You're like, I've- yeah. I feel like it should be there, but it's just not. But yeah. he has a good head of hair. He does. He has a good little head of curl hair. in there. Yeah. He's yeah. got some nice curls. He does not have elder stock. He does not have Japanese citizenship. So he plans to just look for a job in Japan. Well, all right then. Well, yeah. Hence why he's like traveling around. Exactly. Going where he can get some, maybe, maybe make some connections. Yeah. He likes ramen as well. Okay. He loves ice cream. Oh, he doesn't. Of, one of my questions will be, what flavor? What flavor, yes. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan of natto. Oh, loves interesting. It. Loves the fermented yes. uh, beans. Loves famous cars. Okay, so he likes, he's probably like a Formula One guy. He probably likes... does not own a car, but loves them. Oh, well, all right then. I know. Interesting, well, you know, huh? I don't own a sloth, but I love sloth. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a perfect example i do love a good sloth uh the most important thing is this man has a youtube channel y'all it's all in japanese i can't understand one stinking word of it yet except for an occasional noun here and there but you can go to it and you can watch him working out you can watch him and his friends hanging out and talking about sumo that's right yeah yeah he has a mantra that is never pull back. And I like you, that. You can tell that. Like when you when you watch his workout videos, you know, you could see this is a guy I would like to work out with. Like he's friendly. He's, he's got smile. good music jams. He's got good music. Yeah, he just has a good. He's not good like vibe. one of those uber serious gym guys who are like, I am going to just lift weights until I fall over. You right. know, he's supportive. He's encouraging of people around him. Nice. And when he works out, he works out to the point where he's like, oh, my God, I can't. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> but that is kind of what they all do. That's it what is. that's what a Keiko looks like. <laughs> he still is them does all that. whining and everything after being beat up for a couple of hours. They're like I can't go on. I watched one where he was. I mean, it, I would be the same. It looked like he was like doing downward dog, and then he would kind of step forward, do another downward dog, and plank, and step forward, and maybe he did it for hours and hours and hours. But it seemed as though he only did about five. <laughs> like, I can't. And fell on the floor and said, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) Now, it was when he was heavier. He's much lighter now. So it could be that he was having trouble moving around when he was that heavy. so much blood rushing to your head at 500 pounds and downward dog. (laughs) That's a very large man doing downward dog or planking. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) 
That's a lot. <laughs> so there you go. A little bit about Gagamaru. Please, if you want to know more about who he is, how he got to sumo, what his sumo style is like, if you've ever had a real question about what it's like to be a pusher thruster, you want to know more, send your questions in to us, sumokaboom at gmail.com, and we will ask him. Yeah, I want to know, like, what was your experience fighting with Hako or Tochi Notion yes. or uh, Harama Fuji? The one gold star that he has like, is against Harama Fuji. Really? So I want to know how he did it. Yeah, if he remembers that. Oh, I'm physically. sure he does. Yeah, well, we'll see. He, he may just be like, it was just so... A blur. A blur. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? That is so cool. Well, I've enjoyed learning about him. Now I am kind of curious about Aoyama, who comes from Bulgaria. And, like, I kind of want to know even more about some even more wrestlers that keep coming from this general geographic area. Yeah. I've turned out some powerhouses yeah. in this part of the world. I've enjoyed going down this rabbit hole. I have too. So I guess back at you next week. Till then, wish you all well. Stay cool. That's it for us. Yeah, see y'all later. Bye. Jamata. Ja